I took a master class with Billy Wilder once, and he said that the first act of a story, you should put your character up in a tree, and the second act, you set the tree on fire, and then in the third act, you get him down. Gary Kurtz. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. Today, we are doing our last Act 2 writing prompt, and this should also come at the end of Act 2. And we are talking about that darkest hour and all of those things that you need to do to prepare for Act 3. If you listen to our first episode in this series, we're talking about footholds, things you can place in your story so that you can reference them later. Now we're kind of working in the reverse of what do we need to reference now so that Act 3 makes sense. The end of Act 2 is always the setup for the main character's biggest failure, for the darkest point, the events that make the characters feel like giving up. That's often called the darkest hour, and that is most often the transition between Acts 2 and 3. Sometimes you'll get it right at the end of Act 2, sometimes you'll get it at the beginning of Act 3, but it's right in there. That's when your mentor character is at least out of the picture, most often dies. Your main character has decided that it's not worth it. Whatever it is, the cost is too high, or I can't do this. One of my favorite examples of this is in Mistborn, when you have this army that they've spent the entire book trying to build. Their whole goal in this heist-like setting is to build this army that can take over the city. And because of a leader's bad decision, like what we talked about in last episode, the entire army gets destroyed. And so all the characters at the end of Act 2 are looking at each other going, we can't continue. Our whole goal is done. The lie that your main character believes about themselves, this is the moment that you prove that accurate. That this is the evidence that your main character holds up to the light and goes, this is why I am not worthy to be the hero. So how do you get there? How do you get to that point where they suddenly truly, fully believe that lie. The first thing you need to do is think, what happens next? This might be a little painful for you pantsers to hear, but knowing how your book ends, you don't have to outline every little detail, but knowing generally how the finale goes lets you set up toward it and lets you build all of those pieces in place so your reader is leaning forward eyes burning at 2 a.m. trying to finish your novel. This darkest hour sometimes comes with a major conflict with the villain and a huge loss. To set up for that, you need to think about what decisions need to be made. What does the main character need to think, do, or feel in order to make the decisions that end with that darkest hour? Sometimes this comes in the form of a betrayal. We talked about that at the beginning of the month with the casting change and all of that. But when all of a sudden you realize that Wormtail is the bad guy and Sirius Black is the good guy, your world is turned upside down and there's no logical way that this can come out well. And that is a really good example of one of the worst things that can happen to your characters. 
that paradigm shift where suddenly things aren't the way that they looked like they were the entire movie. So you have this paradigm shift and they're not only having to rethink a plan, but rethink their outlook on the world in general. And that's a mental struggle, mental hurdle that they have to get over before they can go on in the third act to defeat the villain. Oftentimes, this comes with a bright spot of hope being crushed out of existence. Hey, if we just had this one tool and we know how to get to it, then we can solve the problem. That hope being smushed is a great heartbreaking letdown that will slide right into that darkest hour very easily. There's no reason to fight anymore because all hope is gone. So as you are working your way through Act 2, which if you're listening to this episode, we assume you are, knowing what happens next, how do we set up for that? We know that the finale is going to take place at the Gardens of the Palace. Okay, how do we set up for that? We need an invitation to the party. And then when the invitations that they have get burned, we can't accomplish the goal. So how do we get the invitations to burn? I know. There's a betrayer among the group who just looks your main character in the eye and then flicks the lighter. Working your way backward is a great way to understand how the rest of your story will go and to move things forward again. So as you're trying to get to the point where you present the paradigm shift, the biggest failure, the lie they believe about themselves that's finally confirmed and crushing the hope out of the world, in order to reach that point, You have to think about the worst possible thing that can happen to your characters and work your way towards that. The absolute worst thing that can happen to your characters and the best thing that can happen for your villain. This comes down to knowing your main character and knowing that lie that they believe about themselves. Knowing your character and what they like about themselves and then finding a way to pull that out from under them is malicious and terrible and I love it so much. And it is often that worst thing that can happen that will really help you lead into that darkest hour. If your main character is worried about the safety of their friend or their family, prove them right. Another thing that you can start to look at in this is building out your characters to make sure your characters are who they need to be before they hit act three. They need to have changed somehow in their character arc in a way that makes sense. And not only that, but it is your job as the storyteller to prove it, to put them in a place where they would make a different decision than act one version of that character would have. Having that same decision that they faced before or a similar decision with a different outcome proves to the reader that they aren't the same as they once were. This journey is changing your main character. If you've set up the story to be character driven, then the end of act two needs to be focused on them. Your character needs to feel utterly alone and helpless. The end of act two is the great opportunity to put in little pieces, little hints about how it's going to be a satisfying ending to the book. You have the chance to resolve some minor plot points very, very carefully. 
It's like they find the solution to the problem, but there are still huge roadblocks that they need to accomplish to get there. All of these threads that you've been weaving throughout the story now need to come and focus and make one picture. The solution to problem A is now going to be the final solution. The solution to problem D is going to be the final solution. B and C kind of merge, and we have a yes but, and then that propels us toward the final solution. The end of Act 2 is the absolute biggest yes but that you have in the entire book. Yes, they finally know what to do, but somebody just died, they lost everything, and they have to dig themselves out of a giant hole that they made for themselves. They know how to do it. They don't think they can. Sometimes, if done carefully, your end of Act 2 can be that strengthening moment where your main character finally decides, this is worth it. This is worth the fight. Or I am going to fight out of sheer spite. Motivations depend, of course, on your main character in a lot of regard. But often, this darkest hour, your main character isn't going directly head to head. There's some sort of other issue involved so that when they do go head to head, there's the drama of the finale. Having that distance and having the villain kill the best friend or kill the mentor character, do something else, that distance between the two of them builds tension for the finale. Sometimes you do want them to be head to head, but if you do, your bad guy utterly trounces the good guy. Something has to change dramatically between that moment and the finale, but more often than not, they are just missing each other in battle. The biggest thing to remember when you are writing Act 2 is that the entirety of Act 2 is setting up for the ending. You need to know that ending if you're going to properly build towards it. This doesn't mean that you have to plot it. I am speaking to you, my fellow panzers. You can just write it out as you want, because that's what you're doing if you're writing the first draft. But keep in mind that you do need to go back through in your second draft or in your editing process and make sure those footholds are there. Make sure those little pieces are there so that the ending is satisfying. And really tap in to the villain in you. Be mean to your characters. Let them have an absolute darkest hour because that's what makes readers empathetic with your characters, seeing them at their worst. Enjoy that process. Don't try to be nice to your characters. I know that can be a little bit of a temptation because we care about our darlings, but trust me, kill them. It's fun. Because what you should be doing when you're writing these darkest hours is writing selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. <laughs>